Drive Time Devotions is a Saddleback Church podcast. We want to invite you to one of our weekend services. Visit us online at saddleback.com for locations and service times in your area. Please visit us this weekend. Welcome to day three of our look together through 2 Timothy chapter 1. We're going to focus on verse 7 today. I love 2 Timothy 1 7. It speaks to me. I hope you see today how it speaks to you in your life. 2 Timothy 1 7 says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self discipline. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity. Paul is talking personally to Timothy here. What is Timothy being timid about? Why is Paul having to write this to him? He's being timid about the verses that we looked at yesterday. Paul's just said, I want you to fan into flame God's gifts in your life. And then he says, God didn't give us a spirit of timidity. He's saying, Timothy, don't be timid about your own gifts. For whatever reason, and we're not sure of all the reasons, Timothy, this pastor of Ephesus, this pastor that had been trained by the apostle Paul and been so used by God in his life, he's become filled with self-doubt. And when you get filled with self-doubt, well, there there are four responses to self-doubts. One, you can listen to your doubt. You can just start agreeing with them and feeling sorry for yourself and sad about yourself and having pity parties all the time for yourself. Start kicking yourself, putting yourself down, scolding yourself, calling yourself names. One of the goals of this verse, looking at it together today, for some of you that are listening to this, is that you stop calling yourself names and you start calling on God's name. You can listen to your doubts. That's one way you can go. Or you can ignore your doubts. Some people try to do that. It's interesting. Listening to your doubts makes them big. Trying to ignore your doubts makes them even bigger. Oh, you're not thinking about them on a conscious level, but on a subconscious level, they're affecting your life every day because you haven't dealt with them. This inner feeling that, oh, God can't use me. How could he use me? He used that person in such a great way, but he could never use me in such a great way. He used me in the past, but he could never use me now. You can ignore your doubts. That doesn't work. Listening to your doubts, that doesn't work. You can lie to your doubts. That doesn't work. It's a third way that some of us try. You confront them. You can tell them they're not real. But what if they really are real? You can only lie for so long. What if some of the things that are causing you to have doubts, there are some realities behind that? The reality of circumstances in your life or the fact that you have to grow in your gifts or the fact that maybe someone has rejected a message you brought to them. There is some truth to that. So you have to find a way to recognize the truth but also confront the lie. And you can't do it by lying to yourself. This lie, I can do anything. I'm not going to have self-doubt because I can do anything. But deep down, you know, you can't. You can't do anything. You're not God. You don't control the universe. You don't control circumstances. You don't control the opinions of others. You can't even control your own emotions sometimes. You can lie to your doubts and try that. That doesn't work either. Some people, it works better than others. And the ones that it works better for, they become prideful about the way they lie to their doubts. And they're worse off in the end, too. So what do you do? You don't listen to your doubts. You don't ignore your doubts. You don't lie to your doubts. You tell your doubts the truth, God's truth. And then you act on that truth. And what's God's truth? God's truth is verse 7. God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Now, what's he talking about when he talks about a spirit of timidity? He's talking about fear, a spirit of fear. And there are different ways that fear acts in our lives. Sometimes fear comes in the form of tension, tension in our minds, and we feel the anxiety. Sometimes fear comes in the form of terror, 
terror in our world, terror that we feel in our body. We feel the adrenaline when a terror comes upon us, when we're surprised by something or scared by something. But sometimes fear comes in the form of not tension or terror, but timidity. And timidity, that's fear in your spirit, in a hidden place in your life. No one else may even know about it. Everyone knows when you have terror. Most people know when you have tension, when you're worried about something. You can see it in somebody's body language. But this timidity of spirit, many times people don't even see it. But you know it's there, and you know it's keeping you from God's best in your life. Timidity is this hidden fear, the fear that's unseen. Tension causes us to worry. Timidity keeps us from action. It's a hidden fear because it's more seen in what you don't do than in what you do. It's not the ulcers of tension or the heart failure of terror. It's simply the the mediocrity that this fear can bring into your life where you just choose to do nothing, to settle for nothing because you feel like God could use somebody better. I'm just gonna fail. I'm gonna let God down. Now, if you've ever faced this feeling of timidity, and I certainly have, if you've ever faced this feeling, I've got some good news for you. A surprising number of the people most used of God throughout history have faced this fear and overcome this fear. People like Moses and Jeremiah in the scriptures. People all the way down through Christian history. They have faced this fear and overcome it. There is something about struggling with and overcoming this fear, this timidity that causes your life to become tremendously useful to God. So I want to focus for a moment today on one who obviously struggled with this fear, Timothy. Paul wrote this letter specifically to help him deal with this fear. In 1 Timothy, we are told that Paul was encouraging Timothy not to let anyone look down on you because you're young. Don't be timid. And here in this chapter of 2 Timothy, chapter 1, he talks about don't be be ashamed of your faith. This fear of timidity often shows itself up in feeling embarrassed or or ashamed. I don't want to put myself forward. I I don't want to trip and fail. But what's God's answer? God's answer is verse 7. God did not give us a spirit of timidity. That feeling that you have, it is not from God. If it's not from God, who's it from? It's from Satan. He's the liar. He's the one who's lying to you about who you really are. God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. That's God's answer. Power, love, and self-discipline. When you struggle with timidity, What's God's answer? Those three things. First of all, power. It's interesting. Jesus called his disciples timid only once in the Gospels. And it might surprise you when that was. It wasn't when they they fled from the Garden of Gethsemane or when they were afraid to go back into Jerusalem because of the armies that were there that might want to take Jesus and arrest him. The disciples in Mark chapter 4, verse 20, were called timid by Jesus because in the face of the wind and the waves, they felt nervous that the boat might capsize. And Jesus said, why are you so timid? Now, why did Jesus call that timid? Because they were allowing, here's why, because they were allowing the force of the waves to cause them to forget the power that was in their boat. These fishermen cowered from the waves in timid fear instead of calling upon the master of the waves, of everything, Jesus Christ, in total faith. And there is the key to God's power. There's the key to solving this issue of timidity in my life and in your life. The answer is not in your adequacy. It's in his adequacy. The answer is just in admitting, I am inadequate. 
You know what? I have every reason to be timid, as do you and you and you. Every one of us has every reason to be timid. None of us are perfect. All of us have failings. All of us have failed ourselves and others. All of us have some gifts that are very strong and other places in our lives where we're very weak. And even the gifts that are strong, sometimes we don't use them as we should because we're lazy and we don't follow God like we should. All of us have plenty of reasons to be timid if we're just looking at ourselves. If you're trying to feel adequate in yourself, of course you're going to be timid. Our adequacy is not of ourselves. It is of God. You look to his adequacy. You don't look at the waves around you or even the timidity inside of you. You look at the one who's with you in the boat. I will admit that I am inadequate to meet life's opportunities. I am inadequate to meet life's challenges. But I found in my life again and again and again that my timidity changes when I recognize God's power. Not when I try to make myself feel better about my power. No, it changes when I recognize God's power. God didn't give us a spirit of timidity, but of power and of love. Even on a human level, love has an amazing power when it comes to timidity. It has an amazing power to overcome the spirit of timidity. You have a mom who won't speak up much, very timid mom, but you just threaten one of her kids and you watch what happens. All of a sudden, you're facing a roaring lion. What happened? Love happened. She loves that child, and because of her love for that child, she is showing up in that moment. And the fact that love is one of the answers to our timid spirit, our timid fear, is a reminder that selfishness will not help me to overcome my timidity. It's love for others that will help me to overcome it. If you feel timid about God's gifts in your life, don't try to feel better about how gifted you are. Just fall more in love with people. Just have a deeper heart for people. And then even though you feel like your gifts aren't that great, you'll still give what you have because you love people. There's no parent who's ever felt that they are perfect, but because they know they're the parent of that child and they love that child, they're going to give all that they have. Love is one of the answers. Power is one of the answers. And self-discipline is the third answer. Now, some versions translate this as sound mind. It has the idea of the discipline of mind and of self. It has the idea of self-control. It's interesting. Self-control is given by God's Spirit. Over in Galatians chapter 5, we're told that self-control is one of the fruits, one of the results of God's Spirit in our lives. Self-control comes through recognizing that God is in control. And the truth of the matter is that in this verse, self-control, I'm going to feel timid sometimes. Am I going to let that emotion guide my life, control my life, and eventually totally consume my life? It will. It might be in your life right now, consuming your life. Am I going to let that consume my life? Or am I going to have a sound mind? Am I going to have a self-disciplined mind? Is Christ's control going to be what controls my life instead? The truth is, none of us are naturally disciplined people. Some are better than others, but none of us are naturally perfect at this. But you can be a supernaturally disciplined person. And instead of living life by your emotions or your feelings about yourself, you can begin to, in a new way, live life by your trust in God and who he is. Self-discipline. Living life based on the truth that God has told me rather than the feeling I'm having in the moment. You see, the point of all we're talking about is this. We're not talking about attitudes that you have to develop yourself to make yourself less timid. We're talking about gifts that God's Spirit has given into your life his power, his love, his self-control. 
For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power and love and self-discipline. Let's pray together. Jesus, none of us are perfect. I have lots of failings. I can see lots of places in my life that are reasons I shouldn't serve you for another minute and reasons I could easily think somebody else could do better. But the truth of the matter is you've gifted every one of us and you have tasks, you have things, you have places to serve for every one of us. And if I don't serve, something's going to be missing in the body of Christ. Someone's going to miss out in the body of Christ. So Lord, instead of listening to those temptations that Satan sends into our mind to live with timidity, we pray that we would listen today, just one day at a time, to this invitation that you give into our lives to live with power, to live with love, to live with self-discipline. And we ask for this, not on our strength, but on yours, Jesus. In your name, amen. 